<laughs> All right, guys. We rebooted the whole fucking system. So hopefully now we can get a show on the roll. If anybody has any glitch, uh, get yourself a Trump phone because your Obama phone is not working anymore. All right. <laughs> there you go. Good afternoon, Teamsters of Local 804 and Teamsters listening across the country. We're back. And uh, uh, we started the show. We're going to start. We're going to start taking from the top. So we're going to start again by uh, giving our condolences. Again, it's been a year since uh, on December 5th. It's been a year since Frank Ordonez had passed away. And um, we're still waiting uh, uh, to hear some kind of closure for the family on uh, the the police officers involved in the shooting. Um, also, a member of the OPEIU from Local 100, Rick Cutshaw, was killed in his car. He was just a bystander in the whole thing. As Frank Ordonez was basically a bystander, he was, a bystander. He was hijacked. <laughs> it was hijacked the vehicle and then uh, led the police down a uh, uh, speed chase um, down the highway. So, uh, you know, we're, we're just waiting to hear if there's anything, and there hasn't been anything for over a year. I want to know why the cops shot so many shots into the truck, though. Why would you even shoot when uh, you exactly. have a hostage situation? I mean, that's not what you're you have. To. Exactly. You're so. supposed to save the hostage. All those guys By should be prosecuted. They all should be locked up. Yeah. I for agree. shooting so many rounds into a truck. Shooting at all hmm. in a hostage situation. It's really, it was really sad, and uh, and you know what I was saying earlier. It's, it, during that time, it was the f first time I've seen so many people in labor get together, and you have from uh, UPS trucks, FedEx trucks, DHL trucks, everybody out there together with the hashtag Frank. Well, that's not just labor because you said FedEx, so well, all around. Well, that's what I'm saying. Labor, like labor workers, truck drivers. It was truck drivers all around the country, and. Um, they basically all put their hazard lights on, pulled over to the side of the road. You know, we had that one day of action where everybody just stopped what they were doing, just took a few minutes to... Uh, to uh, Acknowledge. Acknowledge, yes. Thank you, Jamie, for that. Acknowledge Frank's... Uh, um, what Frank had done for all of us, bringing us all together, even though what happened to him was really sad. Um, we, still, we, still, uh, we still think about it. You know, it's been a year, but you're still on our minds, and our hearts, thoughts, and prayers go out to the Ordonez family. Um, also, we had a part-timer whose mother just passed away. <clears throat> our brother Frank, uh, Mike I'm sorry, Mike Fernandez, our brother Mike Fernandez. Uh, they're putting together a, a GoFundMe page organized by Elizabeth Condi. That's Elizabeth, E-L-I-Z-A-B-E-T-H, Condi, C-O-N-D-E. And uh, whatever you can give would be uh, most appreciated. His mother passed away right before the holidays. If you're in the Facebook group, it's also in the Facebook group, the link to the GoFundMe page. That is correct. We put it on our Union Power Radio page, and for the members of Local 804, it is on our Teamsters Local 804 page as well. So anything you can give would be greatly, greatly appreciated. Um, Joni Lane Miller and Dean Doss, if you guys want to chime in on the Frank Ordonia situation, I know you guys were, were chatting up in the room a little bit. If you guys uh, want to talk a little more about the tribute, we're here. You guys are welcome to call if you like. Right. 
That's, we all we here. We so, also have Mr. Dan Kane. That's right, Dan Kane, in. Walter Kane's brother. Yes, yes, Walter <laughs> Kane's brother. This should be interesting. Hopefully, he will be calling in within the within about forty minutes. <laughs> Big well, he's uh, running for trustee of the international with. Uh, oh, we got somebody calling in. Gotta be Dean Oh, brothers Dean Dawes from the Gemini and Tow Truck Show. Is that is he the top or the bottom? He's the bottom. What's oh, up, okay. Dean? Dean, you're on the air on Union Power Radio with Tony Rosario. They hung up. Oh, that was that. That was that. He's mad at you because you mm-hmm. say he's on the bottom. He he wants to be on the top. <laughs> no, he's, it's, an, it's his choice. It's, it's Dean. I don't know which one is on top, which one is on bottom. Wayne Ponsky is the uh, is the other. It, no, Wayne is in the bottom. No, he's on top. Is it? Oh yeah, you're right. Wayne is on the bottom. What the fuck, man? No, you're right. I listen. Dean's Just because you you're you're the bottom of Jamie right nah, now. No, no, no. Side by side. Yeah, so if anybody's <laughs> trying to picture that, you know, Jamie's on top. <laughs> side by side. <laughs> so uh, someone just called. Oh, he's calling again. Let's okay, see. Okay, good. I don't know what's going on, though. We're having uh, technical difficulties. Dean Doss, are you on the air? Hung up again. Is it is it the phone hanging up or our system? I don't know what's going on, man. I'm just so over it. Well, what's what's going on in local eight eighty nine? Well, local eight hundred nine just had a huge election. Fred Zuckerman has won his eighth term as a principal officer down there. Does that mean? I'm thinking, Jesus, that, and I'm doing the math. How long every is three term? years? This is yeah. the first time someone ran against him. Actually, really? I mean, oh, he's wow. been white page. He's been. Uh, uh, going through without no one challenging and these guys these uh these members i guess took it upon themselves to challenge it was a lot of females that were actually on that slate whatever slate it was i asked to the, for them to come on the radio to uh speak about why they're running um i have the the outcome of it it was uh, almost 1600 to 500 votes wow yeah so they won by 1600 votes and it's crazy that it's only 1,600 votes I'm because they have a membership of five fifteen thousand. 15,000. Wow. So what? Five, what? How many? That's what the, That's what I got. I got oh, that. 15,000 or 5,000? F- what? What's, what's their membership Fif- total? It's 15,000 members. Only, wow. And Once it again, was, not a good turnout. calling right? back? It was no, no one's calling back right now. Maybe I should call him. Hold on, let me see. Hold on, Dean. If we'll try to give you a call, see. That's not a good turnout. Maybe the connection is not right. No, but he's been the principal. It said, it said, said call failed. I don't know what's going on here. Everything is failing. You guys bring a fucking uh, something to fuck up my electronics here. I don't know. Maybe it got the vid. Maybe it's your phone. <laughs> this is not going to be good because we got to get the phone. Jamie got a track phone. He's got a track phone. <laughs> so whatever. Maybe we can get him on a, on the phone and put him on a, on the microphone. Yeah. So I I know they have about fifteen thousand uh, members there, and, and what I what I got I'm trying voted. to I'm, I should have took a snapshot out of it because I asked what was the count, and I saw like fifteen almost sixteen hundred for the Zuckerman. Uh, and then five hundred. So maybe like two thousand something members voted out of fifteen thousand. That members. is nuts. That is yeah. That is absolutely nuts. You know, a no vote is a vote for 
for whoever. <laughs> you know, like if you don't vote for against Hoffa, he wins all the time because people don't vote. I don't know, man. I'm starting. I'm starting to really think. You know, I I worked for the post office, so. I know you, you still work for the post office. Nah, I said I used to work. For oh, you well, used, I used to, to work for the I, post I thought, office. Did he say I worked for the post I office? I worked. Oh. Worked. E D worked. Worked. I worked for the post office, so I I don't know how their ballots are going. If they're going through the post office, we, meaning they got to be mailed to you, then once you get them, they got to be mailed back. We have to stop using the postal service to get the mail to get our ballots in, man. Some, something <laughs> something's not right. I don't know, man. I'm trying to call Dean back. Dean, see if, you, if you're if you getting that. Are you on the line, Dean? Yeah, I'm here this time. Okay. I rebooted my phone. All right. Maybe that was, it was me. Could have been. It could have been. Uh, ever, since, ever since G, uh, Jamie came in here with this uh, track phone, it's been, <laughs> it's been messing my whole well, system up. It has to be me, man. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on out there? You're right. It could have been, been Tony. You, you wanted to say no. something about the uh, Frank Ordonez tribute? Yeah, but first I have to comment on the um, Max Headroom version of Union Power Radio. That was pretty good. In the, the glitch going yeah, on. Yeah, it's, it's effects. Like we have these special effects. We don't have a phone and earplugs like you guys do, the up and down shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It sounded really it bad there so in the beginning. Surprised. What's up? It sounded really bad there in the beginning. Oh yeah, it was just it was glitching like crazy, and at first I thought it was just Hector goofing around, and then it just <laughs> kept going when you guys were talking. It was like, oh, this is, and so I did what Hector said. I, you know, I rebooted everything on the app and stuff. It's like, nope, it's still there. Oh, so, so we had a reboot on our end. Yeah. Now it sounds clear. Now we're coming in clear. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, much better. Toto, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. So what's going on, <laughs> Dean? Talk to us. You know, uh, similar to what you said, that was uh, a miraculous moment that happened last year Yeah. on that Monday. You know, um, that weekend, you know, Frank was shot and killed on Thursday. Uh, Saturday, Joan had put up a comment saying, we need to do something on Monday. And... We ran with the idea on our show that Sunday morning. Then you guys picked it up, and it took off like wild wildfire across the United States. Yeah. And by by the end of Sunday night, Monday morning, it seemed like everybody was saying we're stopping at this time. And the reason why five o'clock was picked as the time to stop was the family was having a memorial get together on that Monday at five o'clock East Coast time. And so we said, let's do it at 5 o'clock East Coast time, which was, you know, 2 o'clock out here in California. And I just remember going into work Monday morning thinking, man, I'm going to get fired for instigating a work stoppage. And <laughs> we all, you know, we all contributed to it. And we had the memes going everywhere and pictures going everywhere. And later on that day when David Abney piped in and, and authorized everybody to do it. I was like, okay, I feel better now. I feel safe. But, yes, that was, well, that was a tremendous time. moment that so many people from so many different companies, so many different walks of life were recognizing, you know, that the, the, safe, the danger that a lot of people are put in, you know, every day. And what happened to Frank was so tragic 
because it just and and Rick also uh, there and there were so many videos that came out. There was actually a video of Rick's car, the car that was next to Rick's car in traffic, of Rick's car when it when it started driving away after he'd been shot. Wow. Because he'd been shot and killed, you know, and so all that stuff's out there, all the evidence is out there. They have they have everything they need to see. Yet no investig no results of the investigation have been released yet. That's and that's just You're absolutely right. Horrible. They have video footage, they have uh, eyewitness accounts. I mean, uh, you know, it was out there on display for the whole world to see. I, I just don't see how nobody yet has been held accountable. It's been over a year and no one's being held accountable. Just the, what, just the criminals that, that were shot and killed? Is that where they're going to leave it at? Because we all know that those criminals uh, are dead now. And, um, right. you know, there, there was more to the story than just those criminals. Yeah, yeah. There, and there was, you know, everybody has phones with cameras on them i don't even there's no telling how many actual videos were made by bystanders you know of stuff for them to sift through and see what what happened you know so but tragic but like the, the miraculous moment that came together everybody came together to honor frank and a lot of people are doing the hashtag frank again right now and or they're tying uh brown bandanas or anything brown under their package car mirrors, under their feeder truck mirrors, to honor Frank. Right. So, and some people have called for a moment of silence at 5.35 Eastern time tomorrow, but we haven't, I don't, as far as I know, no one's gotten behind pushing that yet, so. Um, since, since the anniversary fell on a Saturday, the only real work day to do something would be on this Monday coming up. All right. So, all right. right, Dean, is there anything else you'd like to mention? No, just that. We got you something to mention. And uh, and I was solo today. Wayne, Wayne was off. Sorry, but you are the first <laughs> caller, so we had this thing going on. Whoever calls the station first. That's right. And since you are the first caller, you're getting a free Union Power Radio t-shirt. You are today's first caller. Okay. You get a t-shirt. You get a t-shirt. You, you get, get a t-shirt. <laughs> so all we got to know is your size, uh, if you can. No, you don't have to say it over the air. You yeah, can text it to us, you uh, your size yes, text <laughs> and your address. We'll, we'll send you a, not shy. Yeah. <laughs> we'll send you a t-shirt to your, to your free of charge uh, shipping and all that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I got I to have to I'm going to have to all right. Um, well, thank you, Dean. Yeah. We would appreciate Bro. that. Well, thank you for calling, Dean, and telling us about this. Yeah. All right, brother. Yep. You all have a good day. Thank you, you sir. Well, to all the all the truck drivers and all the people that work for our company, just be careful out there. You know, the main thing is to be careful. If you know, I'm I don't know what happened that day, doing what Frank Ordonez, you know. <laughs> But for us, if somebody wants the truck, just give them the truck. You know, you got to be careful. You know, you never know what's, what their intentions are. So just be careful out there. Just want to say that. That's it. That's the way it is. If someone comes up to you and say, stick them up, give them the fucking keys. I, I mean, you're not going to risk I'm not going to risk my life for a fucking box. So, hey, they want to steal, take it. 
I'm not. I'll, I'll step aside, have a cigarette, and just watch it. Call the supervisor, tell him that you're being robbed, and you're not. You're not gonna. You're not. Uh, you're not the police, or you don't have a gun. Give up whatever they ask for. That's it. You don't put your life at risk at all. But that wasn't the case with Frank. You know, he was at the wrong place at the wrong time. Well, that's correct. So you know, those they they took advantage of grabbing that truck and you know taking him as a hostage and. Those police, those police should not have been shooting so many shots to that truck, knowing that they had a uh, a hostage situation. Why they have hostage negotiators for? They should have just the truck was sitting there. They should just wait it. And if it took all night to fucking talk them out of there, that's fine. But they, I don't know. Was there shots fired to the cops? That's why they they fired. I don't know. Whatever. It's a hostage situation. They should not have shot. In my opinion, exactly. they should not have shot and shot at all. All right. So, know, so, well, it's very important as a driver out there. Just be aware of your surroundings. A lot of times we're delivering, uh, and I hate to say mindlessly, but you know you're in a routine every day, and you're out there just delivering boxes, and you're especially if you have a route and you're accustomed to doing it every day. You're not expecting anything like that to happen. So just because of this situation, I mean, be little, be a little more mindful of your surroundings. When, you know, I know some people are. Some people are definitely, every time they do a delivery, they're on the watch out. They're looking around because they're working in tough neighborhoods, and they're used to things like this happening. But there's a lot of people that don't work in tough neighborhoods, and something like this happens, it catches them by surprise. So I would just say always be mindful of your surroundings no matter what. And, you know, if something does happen, you know, just Well, being, to- being that you brought that up, now, in some of these rough areas, we used to have armed guards. Yes, that's correct. We spoke to so them. So now that. the company took the armed guards from us. Yes. The customers out there, the bad customers, I'm going to say, they know that we don't have armed guards now. Oh, yeah. So now when we're carrying boxes around or whatever, packages around in our hand or on our, on our hand truck, now they're, they're walking up and just snatching them. Yeah. Because they know we don't have no armed guards. That's right. We've had many In incidents. In these rough, so-called rough areas. Yeah, yes. Well, fuck it. Like I you say, know? yo, if they want to take it, take it. Don't yeah. even fucking struggle. Don't even say, listen, you had armed guards there at one point. They cutting down on their uh, staffing because this new CEO is doing a crazy cut. I don't understand why they're doing crazy cuts when they had, uh, you know, how much? $9.5 billion in profit, and they still doing cuts. They cut HR. Now, we don't have any HR now. HR now is the center manager. So if you have a problem with the center manager, he's got to, you know, he's the one who's got to be dealing with the problem right there because he's the HR guy. Anybody that wants to get promoted now as a part-timer has to deal with the center manager now because he's the HR person. So they're doing a lot of cuts and especially those cuts where they're doing in Forster with the with the armed guards. You know, so if they're going to cut those armed guards, then fuck it. Listen, I'm listen. if I was there and someone came and said, yo, give me your fucking hand truck, take the motherfucker. Yeah. So now, now we're a target. You know, fuck it. Yo, the company wants to play that role. They don't want to put, they want to cut down and they don't want to put security uh, in in the area. Fuck them then. You know what? If if you fuck, if someone approaches you and say, yo, I want all your fucking, all your boxes, take them. Peace. 
Merry Christmas, motherfucker. Right. <laughs> that's what I would say. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I ain't, I, listen, I'm not that's fighting for no happened. fucking no, no, box. You're right. You're right. They're making but, a lot of cuts. Bullshit. They even cut out. Uh, what was this that we hear now? They even cut out doing the pickups for the Gap and uh, and Navy, Old Navy. And why and they did companies. that? Uh, it looks to me like they were. Just they are good. down on value right now. 43rd Street is like a ghost town in 40, uh, Manhattan. So you got all those drivers in 43rd are now scrambling for work. Yeah, they come now to they're our going, buildings, they're moving to they're other going, buildings. Yeah, they're yeah. going to Mount Vernon, they're going to Brush, they're going, they're going to Manhattan North. They're going all over the place because there's no work coming into the 43rd Street thing. And I'm surprised they're not doing a layoff because they don't want to do a layoff because if they do a layoff, it's a chain reaction, you know, it's a domino effect. That means everybody's going to be a bump fax everywhere because of seniority and all this shit. But um, and now they're cutting off Gap and all that. They don't want to do the pickups for them and nothing. So where, where are they going to get the value from there now? I, I have no idea. I haven't I seen like a peak this, like this in a while. <laughs> I, I feel like the CEO is trying to uh, flex uh, her muscle, flex her muscle a little bit, and telling these companies, "You want our business? You're going to have to pay the pri the right price for it." <laughs> you know, I guess she feels like uh, we are the longest running industry as far as uh, the logistics goes and we're the best. And if you want our service, you're going to have to pay for it. I mean, it's it's I mean, that's just I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm thinking if when when I go back to when I used to deal with the take charge program, when, you know, you would speak with the, the BD people and I guess they would make these contracts with certain companies that. They probably have a, a limit or a maximum, a max, at what they can ship within a certain price of their contract. The maximum amount they can ship, like let's say a million packages. You have a million packages to ship for that year, and we'll charge you $50,000. Right. So I'm assuming being that the COVID thing is, is out, now everybody's shopping at home, they're exceeding yeah. that, that amount. So now it's probably time to go back into... Renegotiation to give you a different well, price they, range. They definitely did announce that they would be uh, upping their prices again. So right. I mean, it's a yearly thing. So, yeah, they do it every, every year. year what, they, if so FedEx go up, UPS yeah. goes up, yeah. and uh, but the thing is that you know Amazon is taking over. I mean, they are they they're going to start doing outside besides Amazon uh, packages. And that's when start, this is going and when it does start. Then this is going to be it's going to be a. This is what we were talking it, about. Yeah. I said the same the thing. Amazon this threat. is going to open it up. Exactly. This is going to open it up to you know what? Why ship with them? Come ship with us. I said the same thing. It's going to open it up just like we opened it up a few years ago to let Amazon give them that mindset to start delivering their own stuff. So now this is going to. I said it, heck, and I, and I truly believe it. You. Yeah, we we sat down and had a discussion the other day about the the Amazon threat and how how real it is and it's getting realer and realer and uh, the because further we go down up, the road, yeah. we're opening up avenues for people. You, it's like, no, you can't. I don't know. You, just take the package. It could man. be it could be done purposely. Right. There there could be a, a, an end all be all to this. They're they're doing this purposely to try to destroy and weaken our union. You know, it it, it could be all part of the plan at the end of the day. Mm. Um. I would like to also speak about the 512 elections uh, down in Jacksonville, Florida. Damn, wasn't that a depressing? Yes. Yeah, I, I thought mean, they were going to win. Dustin Ponder and Dave Schneider out there that were running against the incumbents uh, were, were, were getting some serious traction. And it turns out uh, time for election. 
uh, hundreds and hundreds of ballots weren't sent out. They're they're right now contesting it. Also, there were stewards that were holding voting parties that that which is completely illegal where they're telling people bring your ballot come on down we have a couple of drinks and some food and we'll tell I you i know that's being said but it's like trump it's allegedly it. allegedly exactly you know prove it if, if that's the case they have procedures well apparently they have proof and they are contesting it so they are bringing their all their all their proof and all their evidence that they've uh, gathered up over the last couple of uh, weeks and they're going to be contesting the election Voting parties, yeah. And they have food and and, and, and drink drinks. and come on down with your ballot. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> like to that. me is you know, hopefully that they did everything legit because, I mean, everything should be legit, you know, by the bylaws, you know. But I hate I hate to see cry cry babies when they lose. You know, if you lose, you lose, and that's it. You know, if he, they have evidence that. The the vote was fucking corrupted. Then you know, prove it to the supervisor of elections. Well, that's what's happening. They're not well, being well, crybabies. They turn feel around, turn your mic to the uh, left. Yeah, that way. They they don't feel that they were. You know, they're not. I I don't they think they feel they were unjust. Not only yeah. th- I'm not just saying I'm not saying that they crybabies. I'm oh. just saying anyone that loses an election, just fucking move on. Simple as that. If you if you lost not fair and square, people well, how do you know? How do we know it's not fair and square? <laughs> so That's what they're know. saying to us. They're saying they have evidence. <laughs> well, you put it out there. Then. They do. They are. They're they're going to take it to contest. Okay, they're, good. They're so hopefully it. it was. You know, they got enough evidence that they 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 did win and it was corrupted and good. Uh, prosecute those motherfuckers that do corrupted elections. Of course, I'm with that 110. percent but you know, some I'm I'm just saying it because of Donald Trump, you know, right? <laughs> That's why say. because I'm getting tired of fucking. He's saying that he didn't lose yet, and motherfucker, you lost. Your ass is out on January twentieth. Take a loss like a man. Bye bye. You know, it is what it is. But you know, I'm just tired of this all this bullshit. You know, if you lose, listen. If you lose, you lose. You win, you win. It is what it is, man. If you lose the right way, then yeah, yeah. it's time to move on. Well, Trump, Trump did try to contest it, but he had no... He, he was, did he you had see no that fucking base. hearing? Yeah. The, 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 the key witness hearing? No. Oh, no. you got to see it. It's, it's hilarious. They, they just picked... I don't know where they picked this woman from, but yo, Saturday Night Live had a little uh, thing for it oh also. My God, oh, it was the most funniest shit ever, bro. <laughs> well, speak, speak, speaking of elections... I believe we have about three. Next year, we have three elections coming up, right? Three elections for here, the local 804. Yeah, for yeah, the we delegate have, elections. Well, we, well, well, well. IBT and maybe We have the local. IBT and uh, the conference uh, election, but we don't know about the local election because no one has a... No has, one has stepped forward yet? No, so. has, no one has stepped forward yet, but I'm sure there's a slate... That wants to run against us, and so we is, have two. We have two things, uh, two elections that are going to happen: a delegate election where we vote for delegates to go to the conference. And when is the delegate? And election? then we have an official international election, which is official, and then a possible uh, local election, but it's not official yet. Yeah, it's All official right. when they uh, when they get out of their ass uh, behind the rock and announce that they are running, or if they have something together. Because what I'm hearing, and the, the rumors has it, well, I don't have that button, the rumor has it, the rumor has it that, you know, they can't even get a, a, a 
a thing together. They don't. They can't even get a slate together. Um, but it is what it is. If you're like, like anyone is able to run in any election as long as you're in good standings with your union dues. Your union dues got to be in good standings for two years straight for you to uh, to run for any 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 uh, office office uh, job as a BA as a principal officer, secretary, treasurer, recording secretary, et cetera, et cetera. So if you're if you're good and good standings, then you have the right to run. You know, as simple as that. Uh, Rose Sardansky says, over the years, TDU has proved time and time again that there are locals that are cheating in elections, and I don't find that hard to believe at all, especially when you have a lot of Hoffa locals that are doing things the Hoffa way. So, Talking shout about out Hoffa. to you, Rosie. Talking about Hoffa, I have a recording that was sent to me, uh, anonymous, uh, from a local 567. When you, In this recording, you hear the BA schooling the manager how to fire the member <laughs> this is crazy this is a half a uh, half a local i don't know the ba's name i i have the recording and you can hear the ba schooling the manager how to fire fire a member the right way like what what evidence they need and and what do they need i think uh joan lane put it out on i think in the note the vote no page wow but I got they sent me the recording, so I want to play it. I don't know if I'm gonna have time because I have Dan Kane calling in and at three o'clock. You said but a BA, a BA telling a manager how was to telling fire how to fire members. Yes. Wow. Yes, it's, that's crazy. I think it was local five. Uh, oh, I got to okay. look at not, it. It's not five. Our not our local. No. 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 We not our do local. <laughs> we, we don't do never, that. Never have a BA in our local. I'm sure that. there was uh, Maybe in the past. <laughs> in the past, there was uh, you know horse trading, like I, they call it. Uh, I caught one of the horse trades was with uh, Dwight Phillips. He was a horse trader. He trade he horse traded right in front of me. So you know, you know, shit like that can't go on. You can't make. You can't have management. And the way this recording is, is the BA is is telling him, you know. This is the way, if you want this guy, this is the way you got to get him. And that's fucking crazy and sick. So, well, I'll play that, in, in, I guess, later on before, after uh, Dan Kane will be calling into the radio show now at 3, at three o'clock. Uh, Dan Kane is uh, principal officer of Local 202. If you don't know what the principal officer of 202 is, it's the marketplace in the Bronx. Hunts Point. Yeah. Um, uh, further news, uh, in case you wanted to sign a petition to help your brothers and sisters out, there's an extend COVID pay leave at UPS petition that you can sign. Uh, go to the www.upsteamstersunited.org petition, extend COVID pay leave, and you will find it there. Um, sign the petition. I think, uh, you know, uh, this COVID thing is affecting a lot of people. If you get COVID, you're only allowed 14 days and they will give you paid those 14 days. But it's a one time thing and I don't feel it should be. Uh, you can get sick. Let's say you just run into somebody who had it and you're forced to quarantine for 14 days and never get it. And then later on actually do get it and have to go out for 14 days. Is it fair that you only got paid for one of those two times when one time you actually never even had it? I don't think so. Sign the petition. Again, it's at upsteamstersunited.org. Well, also, being that you're speaking about the TDU, they, they also have a, a grievance handling 
conference on Zoom coming up next Sunday, I believe, at 11 o'clock a.m. You have to go on to the website to register. It's, for, it's to help you or teach you how to write grievances and how to write them effectively and how to... <laughs> yeah, no, so not, it's, that, it's not for you. It's just for that class. Yeah. Uh, TDU. Uh, well, some may find it uh, uh, riveting, unlike some who have done the cast over and over 30 times. But for those members that are looking to get a little uh, knowledge on filing grievances and getting your grievances paid, this is actually a very good class. Well, it's well, next week again, on the 13th, paid? Sunday. Your building just received a nice chunk of oh, grievances, yes. right? Thank you, Mr. Dave Cintron. I got a shitload of I got a shitload of grievances coming. Oh my god, they they, they were paying left and right. Right, yeah. Um, we just got lucky. We just got well, not lucky because a lot of guys put in the work for it, but they've been waiting on these grievances for quite some time, and a lot of the members were happy to receive this money right before the holidays. So thank you to Mr. Dave Cintron, our business agent, that was able to get a lot of money there for us. And, you know, Dave Luby, who also is doing an outstanding job, I just want to thank those two guys and our building particularly because we've been waiting a long time for that money, and a lot of guys received it, and they were very, very happy. So thank you guys for that. Manhattan North asks just a question. Who recorded the audio, management or the business agent? I don't know. I got this sent to me, like everything else I get sent to me. And when I heard it, it was kind of disturbing. And then I heard that it was already up on the uh, vote no page. So they send it to me a little bit too late, which I'm, I'm pissed off about because I should be getting the first <laughs> the first whiff of that. But uh, anyway, I heard it and there was a B.A. Uh, showing the, the manager. I don't know who recorded. I don't know who was in the room. I don't know anything. I know it's from local five, six, seven. And that's all I got. So there. If you wanna, if you wanna investigate it, go right ahead, North Manhattan North. Do your thing. That's Manhattan <laughs> North shop steward Galano. Uh, Galano, yeah. yeah. He wants to know who, what, when, and how. I can't tell you. I don't know. I don't know. I wish. I wish I knew who to send it to me. Well, also, I don't know. For all that might know or might not have heard. There was a ruling on a case that was an 804 case that would pertain to a couple of people from our local. Um, the federal judge um, actually remanded it back to our local 804 jurisdictions for. Um, that was the case about the. Are you yeah. Far, are you farting over there? Are you? No, I'm uh, just trying to get six I, feet away from Jamie. Uh, do I have to get my spray? <laughs> Absolutely not. The poop All right, me. you guys are fucking farting over here. <laughs> anyway, uh, they have no respect for my chairs. He who smelt it dealt it. Yeah. <laughs> so he dealt it. He That's said it. That's right. So anyway, what you're talking about is the Pete, uh, Pete Massadre yeah. and uh, Tim Sylvester. Finero, yeah, Neil all of those. Brian. Well, they're only going to bring because it was... Pete Massandrea and uh, Fennell and O'Brien, uh, they should have a regular. This is how it should. It should not have been done like the kangaroo court that they did. I don't know if we have enough time to talk about it, but I'll go real quick. The kangaroo court was a flop. It was stupid. It was. That's not the way it rolls. The way it rolls is that they get a. It's like a jury box of members. Members have to be involved in this. Members? Yes. Oh, wow. The members do, you know, listen to the cases, and then the members has to, Who you know. Who picked the members? I don't know. Maybe the principal officer picks the members, okay. but it's got to be members, members there 
to you know observe this case this is how the that's why the kangaroo court wasn't you know the way it was supposed to be and it's supposed to be a ruling within the local with the members voting on it and the executive board voting on it okay so what happened was these these dumbasses from the last executive board you know did a kangaroo court send it to the ibt and the ibt said fuck it you know, you're my boys, you're my half of boys, I'm going to just upheld the whatever, the discharge or the, the suspension. So now the court or the, the federal court sent it, sends, they can't do that, so we're going to send it back to the local. So now we're going to do it the right way, wow. the way it should be done. Nice. Uh, unfortunately, that it was not the Tim Sylvester and Reynolds one. It's just Pete Massandrea just Pete and, and those three yeah. guys. Because Pete, Pete I believe that uh, Tim got his own lawyer when it was supposed to be all one lawyer and he he wanted to do everything separately so whatever i mean listen if i'm telling you right now what 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 tim did was wrong he broke the bylaws he should have did the right thing with the bylaws he should have did it the right way by telling uh, announcing I'm not saying that, that that's not their money. That's their money from vacation. Right. And the Red Man Slate did the same thing, and they never got charged for it. But, you know, Eddie had a, a vendetta for Tim Sylvester and his crew because, you know, the first thing into office, the first thing they went in, went was after the members. Instead of taking care of the local and fixing the local up, they went right after the members. They spent all their time. The three years they've been there is trying to get these members suspended and they succeeded and then on the on the on the on the backbone, guess what happened? They went after each other and started suspending each other. You know, and started getting everybody together. So that's that's the problem here. That now that we have the focus on this and we get it back and then Vinnie Perone will do the right thing. And give them the right trial that they're supposed to have. But I tell you right now, I think Tim Sylvester was wrong by now announcing that he was taking that money to the membership. And I don't know why he wouldn't have done that. Because guess what? Well, the, if, it, if it's been done previously, yeah, I don't think he thought past practice, right? It wasn't. He wasn't trying to do anything malicious. I don't think he was doing anything. If, if I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm going based off of what you said. And I don't. I don't know about all of that. So if it was done previously with previous boards, boards then why wouldn't you do the same? I, I don't know. That's Listen, just my opinion. Guys, it was so got- simple. If I was if I was the president and I had a vacation that I had to get paid out, I would go to the last meeting and tell the membership that we're, that's the bosses. The members are the bosses. Okay. Hey, listen, I have these amount of vacations. I'm taking it when I leave office, and my staff is taking it also when we leave office. That's Simple it. as that. He, now he, he went by the bylaws. He did everything the right way. And um, But, but was, if, it's know, just that, so if it's just that one thing to announce it to the members, when the members, it hasn't been announced previously by other e-boards, I don't think that's something, in my opinion, that's something that should have went this far. Yes. You know, it, it, the new e-board could have just mentioned it at their first meeting. No, and let the, no. If that's the case. Come on. They wasn't going to do that because they were waiting for no, that no, no, moment. No, no, no. I'm just saying. And how smart Tim was. I'm just saying was, in general, right. Everyone but, thinks that Tim is the smartest guy in the face of Local 804 
which I whatever, because if he was that smart, he would have did the right thing. Even even when he lost the when he lost office, the first general membership meeting that Eddie Viata and his clowns had, uh, they he should have announced it right there and then, but he didn't. Announce it mean come up to the mic and announce exactly okay, I got or tell the old executive board that he wants to announce or whatever. He he had his chance. He had his chance. He thought everybody was dumb and he was the smart one and it caught up to him. So anyone that to be blamed about that incident is gonna be him, Tim Sylvester, and no one else under him. I don't think, you know, that's bullshit, but everyone just grabbed they 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 vacation pay. It's their money, it's your money. You know, when you get fired from this company, if you have six vacation pays in the bank, you're getting that six vacation pay. But it wasn't done to previous e boards. So why is now should it be right. done to so, him? Good, it good shouldn't at, have been yeah, done Good, 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 good that you say that because Tim, you know, won against Redman, correct? Right. Okay, so if they knew that Redman did it, then why did they didn't bring them up on charges? Because Tim's not that guy. Uh, listen, we got one minute left, two minutes left to uh, Kane Calls. I want everybody online listening to start preparing some questions. Um, you know, uh, try to get uh, your your thoughts together. We I don't believe we received any emails on questions, did we? No, we didn't receive any emails on questions. Uh, we put it out that they would be on the show this week. Uh, Mr. Kane would be on the show this week. Uh, in two weeks, we'll have Lynn. I just want to correct the local that sent me this. It was local six five seven, not five six seven. Okay, I had I, you know, I'm I'm a little bit local six five seven is the 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 well, the with the BA mail? yeah with the BA no with the BA that recording yeah 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 okay. also well uh, we got to make an announcement we also have a, a new puppy eight oh four puppy named Carrie uh, <laughs> we, from the guy dog vet dog foundation we named the dog the puppy named Carrie so that's right after the great Ron Carrie. I heard a lot of shit about that nah, on Facebook. I don't even go there. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to go there. But well, listen, uh, we're uh, we're allowed as a as a as a union to do uh, uh, charity work, and I don't think there's anything anything wrong with that at all. And for the members that are out there that are saying stupid things like, "Oh, well, we got a lot of stuff we got to do here before we," listen, it's such a charity for, for a good cause. You know, just just please, please. Well, everybody has their opinions about stuff. It's for know? a veteran, a, uh, a veteran that needs assistance. I don't think the member was necessarily saying something was bad or wrongful about donating to that, that puppy foundation or the vet foundation. I think the member was just voicing their opinions about certain things, which they are entitled to. He, he, he is entitled to, so... I don't, I don't, I don't know. Just, just me. I don't, I, don't, I didn't look at it that way. I, I just thought he was, he might have been heated, had a heated moment or whatever. A heated moment? Yeah. Is this the one with the uh, mother uh, manager or something? I don't know who he is. Oh, I don't know who he is either. I know he was going back and forth on Facebook, but whatever. You know, this is the problem with Facebook. Apparently, I mean, if I you want to announce that you had a baby and you, you you bought a new car or stuff is happening good for you on Facebook, I got that. But once you start bashing each other on Facebook, and I've I done it before because <laughs> I used to do memes like a motherfucker. But it, it was because... <laughs> the meme it was, thing. It was because... It was because you brought that out of me. You know, you, that old executive board 
always did something that I had to fucking make a meme out of it because it was fucking hilarious. It was a joke for the three years that we uh, they were here. So anyway, uh, but you you know you don't tell a sister that you know she slept to the top. You don't do that, you know. So that that, but she put him in his place. I saw. Yeah, I I saw she put him in his place, but that's that's. That's blah, neither blah, here blah. nor there. I mean, blah, blah, we, blah. We, we have to. I just think we have to start. When you're making a post or a comment or whatever, you have to realize that. Other people have the op- they have the opportunity to say something back to you. You can't get all hostile, you know what I mean, and start calling people names and saying different things. Just just speak about the topic, because everybody wants to know about the topic. Don't go off and start calling people. Or come to the What the Heck show and you spread your word. You know, do it live. Yeah, call mm. up the show. Yeah. You're more than welcome. You're all welcome to call the show. I love shit like that. I love to put we people on spot. Also, respectable people. That, that's my not opinion. me. You call the show. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you have it, man. As simple as that. So now it's past three o'clock and still no damn game. <laughs> so you know it is what it is. You know if he calls, he was scheduled to call today at three o'clock. Uh, I had a confirmation this morning, this afternoon by the campaign manager Brian of the Oz slate. If anyone's listening. From the Oz slate, Dan Kane was supposed to call up at 3 o'clock here at the What The Heck show to uh, have some, not a lot of questions, right? You guys got questions for him? Are you falling asleep? Well, well, Joan, I'm I'm trying to find a way. Are you falling asleep? I'm trying to find a way, Joan. Is it boring for you? (laughs) Is it? It's Jamie. He's putting me to sleep. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's uh, that food we just ate. It gave me a Gave you the itis? Itis, yeah, I guess so. Itis and the shit, because you over here farting. <laughs> what? I know, you, I know you're not talking there, poopy boys. <laughs> poopy pants. Oh, man. Yeah, Joan just said no one accused men of sleeping to the top. I'm trying, Joan. We, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> you trying? <laughs> He's a sick puppy. All right, so listen, if this guy dan kane don't call we have to go into a different subject then i guess until he calls you want to put on the you want the the recording of the uh, six what well, is it six five well, seven let's speak about the pvds i see that we well, still yeah, we, have the pvds floating around i actually it's weird because I, when the PV, I, I actually seen a pvd I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play this recording because oh, yeah, I'm like the, dying to record. I mean, to, to people Cause, to listen. Because Manhattan North shop steward Galano, he wants to hear the recording. Mm-hmm. Right? I just wanted to ask. Because I got another driver in here too, so what's up? Oh, no, no, no. I just wanted to ask. You know, I've been hearing a lot of bullshit. You know how dishonesty and integrity, all that shit, plays out on every case and stuff. You know, I just want to say. Have you ever asked and him or you know anybody about any advice as far as how to discipline like a, a union member or somebody you know what I mean to how to like do stuff to you know what I mean to like to to yeah to discipline or, or have you ever told him anything as far as like hey we're gonna do this to this driver or anything like that have you ever done that no, no? never no. never Robert Thomas I don't tell the company how to fire people you don't so Right okay. All right. So this must be this must be a shop store asking this question. I got two recordings. Let me put the other recording. Thank you guys. Appreciate you. I guess it was asking. Hold on. So this is the second one. 
Unknown caller. Oh. Hey, um, we got our caller coming in. I believe Dan Kane is calling up from the Oscar. Oh, whoa, whoa. We're getting some feedback there. Is that you, Mr. Kane? Hello, yeah. This is me. Hey, Dan oh Kane. God. How are you, sir? This is Tony Rosario from the What the Heck Show. You're on the air with uh, Hector Fortis and Jamie Holligan. How are you doing? Hello. How are you? Welcome to the What the Heck Show on Union Power Radio. Uh, for all the listeners out there, Dan Kane, if you could tell us a little about your history, who you are, what you've done up to this point, and why you're running on the Oslate against Hoffa. Kane, would... that name sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. He's the that... brother of Walter Kane. The guy that was in our local, the the lawyer. Well, well let him, let him, come on, uh, Mr. Kane, go ahead, please. Okay, just a, a little bit of my background. Uh, I joined the union back at '84. Uh, I was a uh, a young kid. I was a worker at the Hunts Point Produce Market. That's where I started my career. I started working there as uh, years ago. We called them a porter, but you know, delivering packages on the loading dock. Now it's a warehouse personnel, we call it, or a high-low operator, general dock worker. I started there in high school, actually, in the summer times, working there, trying to make extra money. And then when I left school, those were the skills I knew I had, so I went back to working there. Um, later on, I would run for office and do all the things I did in the trade union movement, always believed in the trade union movement, and had a passion for it. So that's that's how I got started in uh, for 30 years, I've been working for working people in some of the very, very, uh, um, where our market is and where I came from in the food industry, uh, a little bit different than, than some of the background at UPS, but it's, it's, uh, some of the work is similar. All right. Um, so, uh, when you speak to the markets, you're speaking of the Hunt Point markets out there in, uh, yeah. okay. In the Bronx, yeah. All right. So um, our questions, one of our questions, uh, a lot of the uh, members were wondering is um, uh, how does it feel going up against Hoffa now being that um, your father and your brother have always been, you know, strong supporters of Hoffa? Well, let's, let's, let's look over the last few years, some of the decisions that have been made, some of the things I see for, for one you know, over those last 40 years when I started in, as a young kid working in the produce market, what, what happened from the 80s on has been a 40-year attack on, on organized labor. Um, and it's not getting any better, right? It's getting worse. Agreed. Uh, and the only way we can confront some of that systemic societal issue of how much power workers have, what rights should they have, uh, because those rights have been whittled down, and the right to actually have a union, form a union, uh, are, are at stake every day. Yes, and the only sir. way to take that on is through solidarity. So in, in 2017, there was uh, what I thought a bold decision in leadership uh, by Sean O'Brien. Sean O'Brien, who I've known for many years, 
who was very passionate about the union and these parties, and very compassionate about human beings in the, on personal level, but passionate about the labor movement and the, and the union. After a very tough contested election, he was the head of what is the largest bargaining agreement in the world. I think the largest private one is the UPS agreement. And while not all the other bargaining agreements are as large, um, obviously that agreement uh, and, the, and the actual existence of it, having that many people under one contract, is um, a trendsetter for the union, right? It says a lot about the union. And O'Brien was given the task to negotiate the next contract. And the first thing he did was to try to build solidarity. Now, when you try to build solidarity, it's not easy to do. Matter of fact, it's hard because you have to break outside your normal bubble. And he asked Fred and the people and, and some of the people that ran with Fred to join on the bargaining committee, which I agree with. I think that's how that's a good sign of solidarity uh, in doing that. And it, and that kind of solidarity is necessary to be effective at the bargaining table and effective building the union. When that was broken apart, I disagreed with that. I think that was bad for the union. I think it was good for the union that they had this symbol of the two of them working in concert to try to address the major issues in our union. And then after that, Fred and Sean putting together a coalition says that they're willing to put the union above themselves. And that's important. So when I was asked what, I, what, would, I, what would I do and would I help in that coalition, and indeed I think everybody on the ticket, not one person didn't have to step outside themselves and say, I'm willing to risk to build a coalition because I know that the union's more important and the union and the labor movement are important to the future of workers in this country. So to me, it was, it was not a difficult decision to make, um, albeit it's one in which you're going to be questioned. But that's okay, because I think the, uh, the outcome of the solidarity is more important and the outcome for our labor movement is important. And the, and the Teamsters Union plays a big role in the labor movement. So uh, that's, what, that's what I thought was important, and that's why I did what I did. Uh, that's good. How are you doing, Mr. Payne? This is Daniel Holligan. Um, I have a question. You speak about solidarity, and you speak about it so eloquently. All of a sudden now, it seems like you're speaking about solidarity. Solidarity. Where was your solidarity during last elections, the last contracts, or previous years? Why all of a sudden now you're speaking about it? Why? How come you never? We've never heard you speak about it before. Before Hoffa, before knowing that Hoffa wasn't going to run for re-election. Just that's my question. Uh, well, I've always talked in terms of solidarity. In matter of fact. Even if we have differences in the union, we have to have solidarity outside the union when we're facing tough issues. So that's why going back to the, the strike in UPS in, 80, in, in 97, I was supportive of the strike. I supported lots of issues that I may have disagreed politically in the union with people, but when it came to the trade union issues, you know, we stood, we stood opposed and we were standing on the line fighting for those fights. Um, so the issue of solidarity is not one side or the other. The issue is what do you do when trade union issues are put before you? Um, and, then, and then you make your decisions. 
So I've always been on the side of solidarity, build, build that solidarity. I've never, I might debate issues and say, I think we should handle it this way instead of that way. But I've never personalized any of this stuff, never once. Matter of fact, I'll listen to a debate, and if somebody has, hey, maybe that that makes sense. Okay, I can agree with that, regardless of where they come from on the on the political spectrum. Because I think that's healthy. How is that affecting your relationship with your brother and your father? Uh, that was, you know, can I ask a question? So yeah. this is Hector. I, I'm I'm the producer here in uh, local um, Union Power okay, Radio. Yeah, because I don't know everybody's name, so just yeah. Just, you have Anthony, you have Jamie, and then you have myself as Hector. Uh, and I'm gonna be I'm 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 the, the I'm the guy that Sean O'Brien probably tell you that I don't bite my tongue, and I'm gonna tell you I'm no fan of the Canes at all. I'm not a fan of your brother Walter Kane. I'm not a fan of you. I'm not a fan of your father. I'm not a fan of any of the Canes, and I'm gonna just gonna be straight up with that. And that with that said, you know people do change. I got it. But I went through a lot with the officers. Your father and your brother are still officer supporters. And you're now a Sean O'Brien with Fred Zuckerman. How is the dinner table? How is that How is that even working? I mean, are you getting along with your pa- your father and your brother that now that you went to the other side? Yeah. No, hold on, hold on. I gave you my answer on why I'm where I am politically. Okay. My father, do you have any background on... The, the, the struggles and fights they've taken on in the labor movement, they may, you may have had your issues in 804, but they have had many, many uh, largest strike in the 1980s in New York City. My father ran. That's true. Their, their co- co- commitment to the labor movement and solidarity, if you were to ask the labor movement in the city where they've been on the issues, they're, they're some of the most progressive issues in the city on the labor movement. I don't know the issues at 804, but that's the truth. That's where they've been. Okay. And, and to the extent, you know, I told you a little bit about how I started working at Hunts Point. So did my brother. That's what he did. Worked himself from that loading dock to a truck driver and worked himself to law school. He only represents unions and workers. You may disagree how he does it, but that's something that's, He's not working for big corporations. He's not working for those folks. He's working for working class people because that's where he comes from. Right? So, and, and I explain why I do what I do. My brother's supportive of it. And my father's supportive of it because he thinks in terms of the union in the future. He thinks we have contributions that we've got to make and we've got to come together to address these major issues and not just affect 804 or 202 or the International Brotherhood of Teamsters, but the labor movement at large. So, so those are the things that they believe in and have believed in for a long period of time. And you could research all that stuff. So are your, are your brother and father supporting you in this run with Oz in comparison my, to being with my, Hoffa? No, my brother and my, and my father support. Uh, let's put it this way. My brother's an attorney. Of course, he, he, he cares about me as his brother, and he supports any decision I make. Right. He doesn't operate like an officer like I do, right? Okay. He's, he's, a, he's an attorney that represents clients and does those things. Okay. Okay. They're both supportive of me making decisions that I think are right, and they think that the union has to move forward. And I think, I haven't asked them directly, but if, if, if they've heard the answer I gave today on why, I know that they feel that... that that the 
the coming together on that negotiating committee was a good thing, and then for it to be altered was wrong, for it to be changed. Uh, because it was a symbol of people coming together, and it was a symbol of working towards common good. Uh, so they just, they disagreed with that, and they they are, are very much supportive of uh, on a personal level of the of the Sean O'Brien and Fred Zuckerman doing what they're doing, which is a very unique thing to do. It's not to stay inside each other's comfort zones. Try to find common ground, and you know what you find when you when you do that. Sometimes you find out that people have a lot in common, and they actually they're actually not too different. So, and that's been my experience. You know, I, I found people to be candid, and I think the people on the ticket have been brave to do what they did because they don't get any. You know, I, both myself, uh, brother Perone and eight hundred four. We had to reach across and, and a divide to say, wait a minute, this doesn't make any sense. Let's try something like this. And we're not doing it for personal gain. We don't get we're we're being elected if if we're if we're elected by the members um, to a position on the executive board as a trustee, a very valued position. But it's the symbol of everybody trying to work together is more important than any title. As far as I'm concerned. Oh, well said. Well said. Uh, local 63, Rosie Serdunsky from California, I believe she's out of Local 63, says, um, how did it serve the members to merge Locals 111 and 202? I don't know anything about that. I'm guessing you probably would, Mr. Kane. Yeah. Well, how did it serve the members? We have a larger local union that's better apt to deal with the members' issues. Most local unions... Um, in our institution, right, we have uh, we have we have employers like UPS and freight, and members that have national contracts and sometimes regional contracts, right. And then most of the workers are in what we used to call white paper contracts, but locally driven negotiations. Uh, and our local is now larger and able to respond to those issues in the local union. Uh, uh, appropriately and and the coming together put together some synergies where where business agents collaborated i think to to the to the strength of the union so okay this is jamie again um i i have another question for you um it's not going to be a lot of questions. I mean, it's coming up to the half hour, so hurry up with your questions. With he's got stuff to do. He took his time on Sunday. Oh, oh, you're taking up time right now. So, <laughs> so my my question to you is: um, I don't know your father. I don't know your brother. I just know of, of your brother from when he was a lawyer for 804. So my my question to you is: the name Kane has a bad taste in 804 within the 804 local, what can you say that can change that taste in our mouths and have us vote for you and um, the, the odds slate? Okay. We have an election coming up, and that election has choices to make, right? Because the, the talk's almost over, right? We're, now it's going to be about how are we going to get people interested in making sure they mail those ballots back. And 804 has a long history of voting in this election at a larger rate than most local unions. But even with that good history, 
more members local 804 choose not to vote than choose to vote. And I, and, I, and I encourage all local unions to participate in this election. But if you look at the two slates, forget about the Canes for a second. Everybody else had to make the same decision I made. Now, why would they do that? Hmm, they're putting the union before themselves. They're saying, wait a minute, we've got to try to something here so that we can have the solidarity. I keep using that word because nobody uses it anymore in the labor movement, and that's very, very important. We can't take on any employer with a divided membership or divided leadership. Now, we can debate the issues. Well, you should do it this way instead of that way. But at the end of the day, we have to fight those battles together. And the idea that a coalition could be put together, that Sean and Fred would ask people from different parts of the union, hey, we need your help, and for those people to, to do it, I think that's impressive on their part. And I think that it bodes well for the future of bargaining at UPS and other places. So uh, I don't think people should be voting whether they like my name or not. I think they should be voting. One, I, th I believe that if people don't cast ballots and they leave those ballots on the refrigerator, uh, that's not good and that's a vote for the opposition. And if they vote, if they look at the odds slate and they say, okay, those folks take chances. Those folks are willing to stand up to ridicule for change. Regardless of what camps people had, there are a lot of people 20 years ago who were all on different sides of things. 30 years ago, 25 years ago, 15 years ago. But if you're willing to risk and take, and take chances and stand up to ridicule, I, I could have played it safe, but I don't because I'm impressed by the behavior of the leaders of this slate and I want to contribute. So you can, you can, you can vote, uh, uh, but I think you should vote based on what the future holds, not based upon whether you like my name or not. Mr. Kane, thank you so much for that answer. Uh, I got to say, you, you sound uh, like you're on the up and up. I have another question, though, and the last one I asked was, I'm sorry, that was Joni Lane Middle at her local 623 asked about the merging of 111 and 202. Um, the Roaster Densky's question was, and she's at a local 63, was, uh, so then did you stay in the convention when Fred spoke last time, since you said you yeah, listen uh, and I, hear both I, sides? Of a debate, uh, um, yeah, yes, and and also, um, regard. I've always thought, okay, and that's why if you review any of the the um, the tapes of the convention, you'll never see me standing up and yelling and screaming at people who disagree with me. It's not. It doesn't make any sense. I think that if I have a different opinion than you and you have a different opinion, that we should debate it out. And sometimes we find, hey, listen, maybe 65% of what you say is, hey, I could use some of that, and you'll maybe listen to something I said. But I did, I, I never agreed. And that's why if you look at all the people from Local 202, all the delegates, very respectful people who do a lot of great work at the union, they sat on their hands. They didn't scream and yell at, at the opposition. Why? It's silly. At the end of the day, we have to walk out the door uh, in solidarity to fight those other battles. So that's been our history, whether whether old local 111, local 202. And I'm proud, you know, I, I, the food industry has been my background, but I've, I've negotiated in many, many places. And we have sort of an amalgamated local. But 202 comes from the poorest congressional district in the country. 
And for the last 25 years, we've been fighting to make the workplace a decent place for people who struggle every day. That's what I've been doing. When you, that's the work that I've been doing on a daily basis, myself and others. I, I'm not the, I'm, I happen to be in charge, but I can't take credit for all that. It's the men and women of the local union that do that. And I'm glad to do it because I started there as a 16-year-old little kid. And I'm still there doing that type of work. So, and, and that's, that's what I value. When I see people struggling and I say, wait a minute, this is their first generation that they could get a decent job. And their first generation that they could send their kids to college. That's, that's, that makes me invigorated to get up every morning. There's a union at Hunts Point. They live a little bit better than they would live. And workers would be treated in a poor area. And we have a union and they have health care and benefits. That's worth it. That's 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 been our our lives and uh, and um, that and that's where we spent it up there and uh, proud too and uh, proud of our membership. So we'll, we'll that, take that same passion to the other fights we have because that's we look we look through the, through that lens. Well, uh, that's uh, that, that. This is going to lead us into our next question, which is uh, the Kolar. Um, we've had a differences of opinions here and there based on how people feel about this. So I'm curious what your take on it is. Um, as far as, you know, uh, drivers from all, uh, especially here at our, the company UPS getting paid, you know, um, the same across the board, basically from New York to California. And, uh, obviously there are states like New York where the price of the living is so high places like LA places like Chicago, some of these big cities, these big inner cities and, and um you know where people are struggling check to check and then there are places where with this with the same salary people are living like kings so how do you feel and what would you do about that situation would you do some form of locality pay being that you're a new yorker that you've been in the hunts point markets and you know how people are struggling what what are you what is your take on it and how would you approach it well the idea is to lift those uh You'd have to look at it. I'm not familiar with the UPS uh, uh, operation. Um, I know I, I know in general, you know some of the some of the things that I read on the, in the Teamster magazine, but I don't know it as well as you folks do. That's for sure. But the idea of a national contract, and indeed in some of our areas, we want to get a regional contract in um, food food services like Cisco and U.S. Foods, uh, because we want to have some protection from the moving work from one place to another. So I understand why you want that solidarity. Uh, the Are the wages being brought down to the level of the lower wages or the wages being brought up to the New York wages? I believe That would be my debate. You know, that, that would be what I have, I'd have to ask you. Are the, if, for instance, is a, is a tractor-trailer driver in New York salary being affected lower to somebody in a in a um, lower cost of living or is that salary in new york commensurate to new york and then the one where the lower is being lifted up to that mm. i'm not uh, you guys can answer that question but i i i think the lower area is being lifted to your yes to that's your exactly rate. what's happening the the every, everybody's making the same and we're getting all paid the same but yes uh, all the places that you would think that uh, the salary would be a little lower because the cost of living is lower, they're basically making the same as all the people in the big cities. But that, yes. that I think that's that's more pertaining to readjusting the cost of living, meaning in big cities, they should get a higher cost of living adjustment versus the lower cities 
they should get a, a still get it, but get an amount according to their their rates out there, their cost of living out there. Whereas we're now all getting it based off of New York or California, where our prices are much much more higher than other areas. So I think I think that's what more of what he's referring to as far as a re readjusting or changing the cost of living based off of where you your location. As long as it doesn't affect where they could, I think that the reason why you have across the board, um, what you described to me, across the board uh, rates or similar similarities is, is for one reason, uh, for many reasons, but you don't want competition among the workers, right? right. We, want, we have a union, so we want people to be similar. Uh, and you want to bring up the, because the company would argue, well, let's lower the wages in the cheap area. Right. Well, no, 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 because that will affect us also. Because they'll look, because that'll bring down averages and bring down numbers. So where would you draw that line? Would you draw it in some place that's more rural, that's not too far from, let's say, where we live in New York City? Uh, I think you have to adapt. The question is, how do you deal with that at contract time and, and, and what the workers and the committees throughout the country think? How do we protect the most workers? So that, I, with something like and that, I, don't think, and I understand the issue. Hey, listen, if I make thirty dollars an hour in an area that's more uh, remote, I might have uh, different opportunities of housing. Uh, Absolutely, I think that the union has always looked at that and said, "Hey, we got to make sure they don't move things from A to B and B to A, so that they could take advantage of lower wages other places." That's why I think. I again, I'm, I I don't know the history of the UPS agreement right. or how it ended up that way, but I think that's why they did it. Well, I, in, my, in my opinion, I just think that 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 part should be shifted to the local. I don't think the IBC, the IBT should be handling that part. I think it should be shifted to the local to to make their own contract as far as the cost of living. That's just my opinion. As far as the wages go, well, anyway, yeah. with a formal locality pay. Okay, uh, one last question, and this is going to be the last one, Mr. King, because we know you're you're a busy man, and we appreciate all your time. The last question is. Uh, your thoughts on the HERO Act. Um, a lot of people are feeling that uh, it's necessary for, for workers and, and places of businesses to start making sure that they have the proper equipment and PPE and social distancing uh, legislation in place and also uh, some sort of uh, hazard pay for all the essential workers who are out there putting their lives on the line and their families' lives on the line. Uh, do you feel uh, uh, something like the Heroes Act should be strongly uh, er, uh, encouraged to implement, or you know, are you against it, or are you against hazard pay? Are you with hazard pay? How do you feel about these? Well, of course, no. the workers that are putting themselves out of the line, and, and, and many of our members, I, uh, you know, we spent uh, the union spent uh, tens of thousands of dollars right in the first weeks of this COVID situation. With um, with PPE, even before people uh, were were told to wear masks, the union actually were, was out in the front line, handing you know myself and the other leaders of the union on a daily basis out at Hunts Point, making sure that people listen, put these on. We're not we, we didn't even know if they really worked, but it couldn't hurt. So we went out right away, and the social distancing and all that stuff because we knew in the food industry we were essential. We we supply something like 50% of the produce to 18 million people in the area. And 
our members, just like all the other essential workers, were scared. And who knew what was going on? And still to this day, there's a lot of stuff that we don't know, right? We don't know how this virus affects different people. We're learning as we go. But it was a very, very difficult time. But our members knew that it would be even a more hard time if the food supply dried up in New York. Um, and yes, they deserve, our society should be, in general, our society should be paying workers and um, valuing workers more, not less. Uh, and now that they've put the, you know, these workers weren't essential when the, when the COVID came around. They were essential before the COVID situation. <laughs> okay? okay, These are the people that do the work uh, and, and make society move. And, and the issue here is, of, of course, I support acts like the HEROES Act, and I support the budget affecting regular people. But it's like I, I, I support Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security. Why? It's the, social, it's the social safety net of our country. But also part of that safety net is the right for people to form and join unions without being uh, 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 victimized by their employer. And that's what's been going on for 40 years, and that's why in the private sector like you and I work in, right, it's under 10% unionization. Yeah. Yep. And most workers, if they were asked, you know what most workers say when they're asked, would you join a union without your employer giving you a hard time? 60% say yes, they would join a union if they weren't pushed around by their employer, right? But yep. they know that they're going to be pushed around, and they know that the employer is going to give them a hard time. So, and we are where we are. And what, what happens is workers get put to the side, and they're valued less in society than the investors. And that's not right. And that's why the labor movement, that's why we need to make a rally and the labor movement has to get part of that new deal was a strong labor movement. Part of all of those things I talked about was a strong labor movement. And this is our last breath and we're going to have to make that fight. So, so I'm going to make my part. Uh, I'm hoping that you folks, you know, I, I, I would, I would say to you in, in, in UPS 804 and in our tire union, make your voices heard, heard and, and vote. You know, I heard an expression in UPS that this time your vote counts. Well, it will. It will. But will most people leave them on the refrigerator or will they cast a ballot for the Oz, for O'Brien and Zuckerman Slade? Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that you will. I'm hoping that well, after all these questions, we put it into action and, and we get the votes that we need to make, make some changes. All right. Well, Dan Kane, thank you very much for your time. We appreciate you uh, answering some questions. I wish we would have had more questions from the people online, but we only had a few. And uh, and uh, good luck moving That's forward. Right. You guys ask tough ones, so. <laughs> Go ahead, say that again, Dan. I said, that's okay. You guys asked the tough ones. So, so, uh. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, the whole point was that you answered them. Yes. <laughs> so that's, that's a good thing. Yeah, right from the beginning, we felt that since you were a kind of, uh, in a way, going up against your dad and brother because, you know, they've been such strong Hoffa supporters in the past, and you yourself even, we were saying to ourselves it must make for a strange conversation over over the holidays at Christmas and, and Thanksgiving. But I'm guessing you guys are all uh, uh, trying to uh, work towards a better future for this union. Am I right? Yeah. Um, they, they, you know, one day you look at the history of it and the battles that we've taken on that were in New York, a battle that uh, many, many progressive issues that we've been fighting for over the years. And, and sure, they want to see the labor movement survive, just like I decided, I, I, I just described. All you right. Know? Well, thank you very much, Mr. Kane. Good luck to you in the oscillate. And, uh, hey, enjoy the rest of the day, guys, okay? All right. Take care, sir. 
Well, there it was. That was our there interview you have with it. Dan Kane. Mm. I had to ask one question, Oni. I'm sorry. I just couldn't hold. I was going to be. Uh, I well, was it wasn't gonna, more you know, of a question. Not, it, it was can't, I can't like, blame him for his brother's uh, right, doing. Correct. You know, But, you know, the anger that I have. For the Kane for family. The, just for the name Kane because of his brother. And it's, this guy sounds like he's he's not that that guy, you know. So I I didn't want to take my anger out on him because I I'm, I'm anger about you know his brother and the million dollar lawyer shit. So I I kept my I kept my cool. I really did. I was biting my fucking tongue. Well, I think he did good by answering the questions. And the one thing that I actually did like was that he didn't just sit there and throw his brother and his father under the bus. You know he. He stuck by their side, and then he 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 explained why he's different, so to speak. So correct. I, I mean, I, he I, said I, his I, brother I, I, deals I, I, with different issues. His right. brother's a lawyer, and he's a union official. So yeah, it is different. But you know, our problem here at eight hundred four was that his he has another brother in the union also. That's a I'm principal. quite sure the whole family is in there. That's a principal officer in another local. I don't know what local, but I know his father is a principal officer, and his brother is a principal officer, and then you have. Uh, Walter Kane as the lawyer. Uh, I don't know if he's the lawyer of those locals also, but it is what it is. Uh, we had Dan Kane on. He answered a couple of hard, hardcore questions. One from Jamie Haynes, the hard-hitting questions. And with that said, you know that's what we want to do here at the local uh, the Union Power Radio is to bring all these guys that are running for Slayer, running for office, for you could get a little, little taste of what they are going to do as far as when they get in. You know, I still don't have any confidence in the fact that you know half of us are crossing over because, like, like a lot of people. Uh, I experience and and other people experience the worst of the officers. I mean, they were like no brotherly love there. And, you know, they say this is a brotherhood and a sisterhood. But if you were at that convention on 2016, you would see that it was no brotherhood or sisterhood at all. Because, I mean, it was it was just it was crazy. And, and I always talk about it because I went through it. And I know a lot of other people that went through it. And the, the the way the officer treated you, if you wasn't with them, you were against them, and you were the enemy. And I don't understand. We pay dues just as well as they pay dues. You know, we pay their salaries, and they were treating us like we were the number one enemy of the state. So, you know, they treated you like shit, in other words. So that's why when I question all these uh, officers, why they crossing over, and, you know, they did this, you know. And I get it. People have, they have to change. You know, some people, you got to give them a chance to change. And I got that. You know, everyone right now is looking at uh, Sean O'Brien because he's changing. He's going f- because of Suckerman. And I don't know. To me, what, whatever I experience, that's, that's going to carry to me for the rest of my career in, in the Teamsters what I experienced in 2016. And I know that you heard the show while we were going through yeah i could definitely see how you were feeling that day you dave i I remember it's nothing that can make me forget about that because i was i was coming in there thinking that when we go to this convention because everybody warned me about about the red vest and 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 i was like oh i want to i want to know if it's really what they're saying and when you first first hand experience it this is where you you get a rude awakening of the teamster brotherhood and and 
it's crazy that they treat other members the way they did back then. Well, again, we don't want to beat a dead horse. We've definitely spoke on that. <laughs> <laughs> like every show I'll beat the dead horse I don't <laughs> yeah, give a fuck you're gonna beat it because with a bat. You know, some people don't understand you know yeah. you got you got rookies out there that thinking they know the whole the whole you know the whole teamster stuff talking shit on Facebook about who they know and what they know and who they they don't know because if they've you, never been there you haven't been out there to see what the Hoffers are really all about so you could you could say whatever the fuck you want on Facebook and be that that warrior behind the fucking keyboard because that's what you are you're you're a bitch ass behind the keyboard but when they face to face with the certain person your ass is a fucking bitch (laughs) you turn into a fucking bitch stop being a bitch and and get and be a teamster you know if you if you are so interested in being a fucking union person get involved get fucking involved and stop talking shit on facebook simple as that Joni Lane also says it's like uh, it seems as though a lot of them are bailing on a sinking ship and looking to preserve their lifestyles. Speaking on the people running uh, uh, in this election, um, I mean, you know, I wonder, again, if, Sil- I wonder if Silvera is listening. Who's that? Uh, Chris Silvera, the how does he undep- feel independent. about all these conversations having that we were having with other people running uh, on the ISL? So Silvera, if you're out there calling, did, wait, did, did he did he even make the ballot? Um, Do you know? Not because as of yet. I think it was the December was the deadline. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, well, so. even we'll, if he didn't, we'll if you're out, out there calling, I'm sure uh, we'll find out from Chris Williamson uh, whether he did or not. Because Chris is always uh, paying attention to what's going on with Mr. Silvera. Um, uh, Michael uh, Hernandez here says. His speech seemed scripted, and I didn't get the heartfelt emotion I got like I did when they talked to Silvera, when we talked to Silvera. Um, you know, <laughs> it's, it's tough to say because I, I don't think it was scripted. It was a different spirit. Man. It's just, but, yeah, but it, like it, he said. It can be scripted, uh, Michael, right? That's his name? Yeah. Michael, because we don't, we, we just randomly did questions on him right he he can't so have, he can't is, to be scripted you got to know the question beforehand right, right. You know? but um saying that he speaks like a politician i mean everyone a does. lot of them yeah, yeah they don't get where does. they're at if they're not mm-hmm. you know saying what people want to hear i mean this goes to the president just imagine yourself States. applying for a job that's going to pay you a hundred thousand dollars a year you're gonna fucking you're gonna be poli- you're gonna be politicking also until you get that job you know, this is what these guys do. They talk the politics. They talk the, you know, and now we have to put their feet into the fire if they do get elected, the odd slate. And we got to see how different it's going to be from the half a slate. You know, if they have five-year term and in five years they don't produce what, you know, differently from the half then guess what? We got to go out there and vote and fucking vote and vote them the fuck out. That's why I say to everyone that if you have a shop steward that's not doing nothing for you run against him don't talk shit run against him and take him the fuck out simple as that if you have a a executive board that's not doing the right thing vote them the fuck out you can't have one bad apple talking a lot of shit about his experience with a slate and he's the only one that's talking this fucking nonsense but if you 
Uh, I want to know, you know, because a lot of guys that talk a lot of shit on Facebook, they never been to a fucking general okay, membership can I, meeting. Can I, can I jump in? No, fuck you with this jumping in <laughs> shit because that's your page. You should fucking control that shit. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> it is your page. You should, con you should control that shit. All right, because so you, you got fucking rookies talking out of their assholes that don't know their ass from their nose. You know, and then and then they don't even go to union meetings. They don't do any union activity they don't wear union wear they don't fuck you know that's that's bullshit so anyway go ahead jamie <laughs> no, you can talk no, I, <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I just wanted to speak I about feel you um, on that heck really when, when you said when you said about if your shop steward is not doing anything for you run against them and the reason why i want to say something about that is a lot of people they think a shop steward is supposed to do exactly what they want when in reality they don't even know the contract you know, they don't know exactly what... But who knows the contract? They don't I, read the book. Who knows the contract? You know, they, they need, I they know the to, contract right. because I read certain languages that I have to read because certain... Uh, exactly. When, you know, but I don't know the but, whole contract, but, 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 I, I, but I do know the basics. And but, that's what everyone should I, know. A lot of people don't even know the basics. Exactly. They just think when they want something, when they want something. Now... That the shop steward is supposed to do it how they want it done and get them what they want. But now when the shop steward asks you or, or explains to you what needs to be done or what should be done according to how the contract is, no, nah, I'm not doing that. No, no, no. So you can't run against somebody if you don't know what you're doing. You well, I mean, you can. You're gonna, you're, yeah, you, you have can. the right, but you're gonna mean you're going to win. So now you're going to run it. Let's let's just say you do win. Yeah. Now what are you going to do while you're in there? Well, you got to prove that you're better than the guy that was there before. If not, you're going to get your ass voted out. That's <laughs> how it goes, and it goes down like that. It's just, it's just weird because, like Hector just said, at least know the basics. Yeah. Open up the damn book. Read it. At least you should have read the yellow pages in the book. Listen, we handed out day. more than almost 7,000 oh, yeah. books. I gave, out out books. I gave out books to kids that and never I had been offered books before. I guarantee the and they all dusty. No, I guarantee I'm testing you. these kids. I'm not saying you. I'm saying <laughs> I'm majority testing. of people that have these books, they're all dusty. I walk around and I say to them, Article 37. What did you read about it? Um, 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 I'm going to come back next week and you better have an answer for it. But me. not even that. Some <laughs> of them ask you the same question I know, every A thousand week. times. And it's like, come on. And you I'll ask the and guess what, Jamie? question. Get, guess what? I'll answer it a thousand times. That's right. right. You know why? So what I'm saying is, read the book. I don't mind you asking okay, the question. Yeah, the point but is, sometimes, at least try to read the book. All right. Fine. Read. You have to read the. It's our Bible. At least the yellow. Pages, I call it the. I call it the Bible. The Bible. Right. Okay. There's certain articles that you don't need to know. It doesn't really fucking matter. I mean, there's some heavy articles there that you need to know the 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 rules and the regulations of the contract. Article 35 is one of those fucking articles that is really really. Some people have to really really read it. To understand that article i don't like that article i want to fucking go back to the table and fucking demolish that article 35 on the international uh uh pages that 35 is a killer for our membership because that is the dwi language and that dwi language it has five years that if you get caught up the first time you have five years not to reoccur that issue again and if you within those five years 
get caught again with DWI or they suspect you of you're done because who the who the hell is going to recover in five years is is is, i mean if you that language is the fucking worst language in that book Listen, we got to stop people from drinking, period. period. I got that. I got that. But you know what? Sometimes so that, maybe that's people go through some shit. Yeah. And we do have help out there, which is team services. If anyone knows, you you talk to your BA, you talk to your steward. We have help for everyone out there as far as the membership goes. And it's fully paid by the insurance. So you can either A, get help and go to the farm for three for 30 days. Yeah. Or B, do an outside patient. But we do have help. Make, it, make sure that you guys understand it's not a dead-end street when it comes to help. We do have the help for you guys. Or you can call Jamie. Jamie will right. be willing to talk to so, you. I, I have no so problem. So with that here. language, and I hate it, here, here goes Danny Cross. All right. Danny Cross, you're on Union Power Radio, the What the Heck Show. What's up, Danny? What's up, guys? How you doing? Hanging I, in uh, there. I, just, I was on listening to you. Sh- listening to you. And in regards to the DWI, and um, I do agree with you, the contract language in that is very ambiguous as far as rehab is concerned. And some of the members don't understand that. Like you just said, it's one one strike in five years, but they think it's three strikes. You you know what I mean? Yep, that's what I mean. And they think that they can, you know, okay, well, I get another bite at the apple where... When we, when I first started, you only had one bite at the apple altogether. Right. Like there was that there was nothing. But the members think that if they read the contract a certain way, that it's three times. It's three times in your in your career, but the first five years you only get one. That's correct. And, and um, you know they try to argue about it, but as you know, we've taken it to panel and we've lost. And I lost the member because. He just couldn't get out of his own way. And he didn't understand, and then, you know, I did my best for him, but uh, you know, it, it it just, you know, he couldn't get it. He could he couldn't fight the demons anymore. You yeah. know what I mean? And they like to throw that Article Thirty Five in our faces, hardcore. Um, and that five year uh, gap, I I just don't think it should be. That's five years. Anyone could re come come back and get you know. And be an alcoholic, you know, start drinking again in, within those yeah, five years. No, I, I agree. Because you know what? The stress that's put on us between this job, your home life, and, uh, you know, the outside influences wears on everybody, including you, me, and everybody listening on this show. You that's, know? That's correct. And, uh, you know, people can make mistakes. Right. And I'm from the old school. If you, if you, As long as you're not drinking on the job, and as long as you're not taking... You know, theft of services, money, and merchandise, and right. I know that has changed a little bit. But those are the things that should, you know, we what, should go by. What you do off the job should not affect you on the job, so to speak. You yeah, and and just to let you guys know, if Scott's listening, he was involved in it. There was an accusation made against one of the members of my center about in the parking lot um, doing something he shouldn't have been doing. And guess what? It didn't. It didn't work out in the company's favor. Okay, and uh, they didn't really have anything to go on except the word of a part-time HR guy, whatever they were doing. Right. And uh, but again, it's a wake-up call to the members to say, "Listen, leave the parking lot. Whatever you want to do after you get off the job, that's fine. You know, like, uh, you, you know, but the, the, the drinking, 
and the smoking of, uh, you know, marijuana in the parking lots after work, it doesn't have to happen. You know, like, listen, go outside, go somewhere. But you know what? I think if you have to put in a 12 hour day, I think it's long enough. Go home, you know, but that's just me. Right. I agree with you. Danny, I'm glad you're on the line because I know you're well-versed on the contract. We just had a member bring up a very important point, uh, especially on... Uh, the- oh, I'm not per- I'm not perfect on the contract, but uh, I study uh, it. No, I know. I know. But I know you're... you're- he reads it. <laughs> you do pay attention. Uh, <laughs> I want to know who's perfect on the contract. Michael Hernandez brings up the Article 27, and he talks about uh, how, how important it is and how the IBT really did drop the ball when it came to this pandemic. Uh, Michael Hernandez wants the membership to know that this current leadership had a perfect opportunity to use this very rare language and they choose not to. Okay, so on an international level, this is in the international language, in the event of war, declaration of emergency, imposition of mandatory economic controls, the adoption of a national health program or any congressional or federal agency's action which has significantly adverse effect on the financial structure of the employer during the life of this agreement either party may reopen the same uh may reopen the same upon 60 days uh written notice and request renegotiation of the provisions of this here agreement directly affected by such action there shall be no limitation of time for such written notice upon the failure of the parties to agree in such negotiations within 60 days thereafter. Either party shall be permitted all lawful economic recourse to support its request for revisions. If government so approval... Is, so is he trying to say to the coronavirus that we should, revi- we should revise some of our... Some, some of the contracts is everybody stay yeah, but that's international we can't we we, we is a local no 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 we, he's no, not no, talking, no, about, talking the local. about the international he's speaking about the international maybe they should have opened it back up right now because put that language in there's no opening it back up it's in the contract right. we don't have right. to open it up the ibt basically what this kid mike is saying and i agree with him is that the ibt dropped the ball here they could have sent out uh an mou like they've sent out many right. other times on on what they're planning to do to you know help the situation for us as employees you know to revisit some of the current issues like for example hazard pay or maybe uh you know make sure that the standards of ppe and and social distancing are implemented strongly you know and stuff like this i mean i think article 27 now that i'm reading it it's called emergency reopening is something that everybody should take a closer look at thanks for bringing that up mike Uh, well i'll take a look at it i'll take a little more look at it too Right. I could have sworn that something was said about that a long time ago. I'm not not it exactly 100 sure, but uh, I want to I want to thank you, uh, Dan- Danny. You got anything else? No, no. I just uh, I was just listening. I always listen I, when I can, you know. And I just want to check in and say hello. That's all, guys. I all appreciate right? you, thank you, brother. Danny. Thank always you for calling, brother. All right, bye right, bye. So that was uh, Danny Cross from the Nassau building. He's a shop steward over there in uh, Is that Nassau. The Melville building? No, Melville? Nassau Union De- Union Dale or Union whatever. Nassau is different. Okay. It's different. It's, it's Melville, and then you got Nassau. Oh, okay. Nassau right. is a big ass building that is fucking nuts there. Okay. That's a nutty building. It's, you think Forster was bad? <laughs> Woo! That's the that's the Forsterville of uh, of Nassau County. But uh, Danny does a good job over there. He takes care of his peoples. He also got uh, 
a uh, couple of good sh- uh, Phil, a couple of good shop stewards over there. Frank, um, you got a pretty pretty bunch of good crowd, uh, good shop stewards over there in the Nassau building. So, like we were saying about the contract, now you know, like he was saying just now, you know, everyone thinks that Article Thirty Five, you have five chances, or you have three chances, and you know, three strikes and you're out. Not with that Article Thirty Five. Article Thirty Five, you have one chance, and then within the five years, you got to stay sober, cleaned. Every time they send you for a urine test, you got to come back negative. If you come positive within that five year bracket, that you already you will be discharged because that's a violation of Article Thirty and they always throw that shit in our faces we have people that you know that will stay clean all the way throughout the five years and they made it through some just you know come back to it and, and get caught up again and that's what i'm telling you guys don't you know i'm not i'm encouraging you guys you know if you're gonna drink you drink on your time don't be don't, don't come to work drunk uh don't come to work d- smelling like fucking liquor or marijuana Another that shit because they have the right to send you for a fitness test, which the fitness test, if you come out positive at that point, they have the right to, uh, we have contract that says that you could go leave of absence and get help. And they will do that for you. But if it's a reoccurrence within the five years, then it's a problem. And we do have services for that uh, matter, which is team, team care, uh, team services and all BAs know the number, and if the shop stewards don't know the number to get a fellow member help as far as drugs, suicide, anything to do with any abnormal way that you think that the member is, is treating, is being uh, looked at, then you can call the team services for help because we do have the help out there, okay? All right, so I see um, our brother Rockstar is uh, bringing up some points that we spoke about earlier just to uh, uh, quickly go over it, uh, Rockstar or Freddie. Um, we spoke about that earlier. If you do have the 10 days because you tested positive or, or paid the 14 days, however it goes, and uh, you test, you didn't have it and or you were doing quarantine because somebody was with you and you got the money, it's a one-time deal. But we are trying to get... Uh, that change there is a petition out there that you can sign so that you can you can yeah well the the 14 days is paid you are paid those days but it's 10 days 10 days it's it's a one-time offer so everybody always says 14 days five business is two is two is 10 day business days so monday through friday two times right so you're quarantined for 14 days but the two day two weeks are just business days either way you get paid 10 days yes only one time right now. Yes. We are trying to get a petition signed that would increase that. So, uh, again, it's on www.teamstersunited.org. Check it out. Sign the petition. I believe if I'm, I believe the second time, if it happened the second time, you have to go. Well, if it happened on a job, if well, you if have, have to go out job, again, you but you're not being paid. Comp. No, right. Well, they went out. They, I believe this guy had to go out on. They put him on workers' comp because the nurse. I believe the nurse. And listen, the, the I just nurse had called. I just ran into that. a situation in one of the centers that I deal with. Uh, I won't say the name of the center, but we had a guy that went out on a positive. Uh, right. He went on a positive. He went out for fourteen days. You know, he stood out. You know, everything was right, but it, something happened on the way back. So what happened was that he didn't have a a a, uh, a letter of 
the doctor's letter saying that he's okay to come back, he that he's clear. negative. So he, they, the manager put him back to work. For Without some, having him officially without, cleared. Right. Now, the manager sent me a, a letter saying, this is, I said, this is not okay. This is not a doctor's note. You have a guy that just came back from being positive, back to work with no letter of return, saying that he's negative now, so that he won't contain, you know. So they, I took, I called everybody and their mother in the UPS world, mm -hmm. and they got on on that manager, and they sent that uh, driver to get a, a a test. I lesson learned to me because I thought the test took three days. It took three days for my results to come back as you know negative. Uh, this this guy took a fifteen minute uh, test and he the results was right there, negative. He was neg. Thank God he was negative, but I never knew that they could do it in fifteen minutes. Oh yeah, it's quick now. Well, there's depending, certain tests, right? depending, depending yeah. on what type of test you're Correct. taking, right? I believe the city MD that you guys uh, at yeah. the local eight hundred four hooked us up with. Are That's doing, where you get it from. They're doing it the the same day. Fifteen minutes within fifteen well, minutes. Yep. Yeah. That's not bad, 15 minutes. I was scared out of my ass for the three days that I took the test. I was like, say shit, if I come back positive, oh, my God. Even though I didn't have no symptoms, but I, I took it because I felt like a little a little uh, taste buzz that I, I wasn't getting. So I, they said that's one of the symptoms. Right. And I went to take the test, and it, it, I, I came back negative. But the thing is, I had to wait three whole fucking days. That's scary shit to wait until the results come. But now you can get it in fucking 15 minutes. It was I was bugging out. But, right, anyway. but, 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 but like I was saying before, you really interrupted me. Um, <laughs> who? <laughs> who? Who really interrupted you? You. You, guy. You I did. Guy. Get out of here. You guys, you guys been going back and forth all day. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. There was a, like there a referee. Was a, there was a time when when a guy he tested <laughs> he didn't test positive somebody uh, oh well, it's the time of the show again <laughs> it's time to say goodbye i'm sorry jamie you wanted to say something no 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 guess who controls this fucking show <laughs> go ahead go ahead go ahead i'm only joking go no, ahead okay. <laughs> i'm sorry there was a time when a member he didn't test positive, but somebody around him tested positive while he was at work. And the company's doctor put him out for the second time. So the way he, the way he had to go through it was they put him on workers' comp so that way he can get paid. Oh. So, okay. All right. All right. Well, once again, our time has come. Oh, man. We want to thank everybody that's been listening out there today. To our hey, Jamie, asses. I love you, bro. I just, you know, I like not to have fun. Not a problem. Not a problem. Oh, bro. man. Anybody that's still listening to our crazy asses, you know where to find us. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. We're on uh, Google Play. We are on thepodomatic.com. You can listen to all our past shows, uh, previous shows, and shows yet to come. We are going to have our show here recorded and put up a podcast soon, as soon as uh, our producer gets a chance. Uh, if you have not liked us or followed us or opened an account on MixLR, please do so right away. Tell your friends, tell your brothers and sisters around the local. We're trying to make it uh, so that everybody understands what's going on, and we try to get people to call in, try to be a part of this. We want everybody to be a part of our show. This show has always been for the members, by the members. And I want to thank Mr. Dan Kane for calling in. We appreciate you. Dean Doss, our first caller of the day. T-shirt goes out to you, Mr. Dean Doss, from the Gemini and Tow Truck Show. And, and yes, and everybody that wants a T-shirt, 
All you have to do, a free t-shirt with free shipping, all you have to do is this. Is send a recording to Union Power Radio 2280 at uh, Yahoo.com. Your recording saying, when I'm not doing this, I'm listening to the Union Power Radio. That's it. You get a t-shirt free. That's right. Uh, you want to play the one by Greg Kerwood so they can get an idea? I don't have, have it. I, no. No, you don't have it? I don't. All right. So like Hector says, it's uh, if when I'm not doing, when I'm not filing grievances or when I'm not writing grievances, I'm listening to the What The Heck Show. In your case, when I'm not writing my Takati. <laughs> or when I'm not playing Fortnite with Freddy, I'm right. <laughs> there you go. I want to do a special thanks to Dan Kane and the Odd Slave for calling up of the uh, radio show here at the What the Heck Show Union Bar Radio. This is the election radio station that you want to listen to because we're going to have a lot of shit going on come next year when the election really starts taking place. And so in stay- two weeks, who do we have, Mr. Fortis? We have Lindsay from Local 399. That's in the Odd Slate, and that's going to be our last show for the year. So tune in to the What The Heck Show on Union De- Power Radio. December 20th. On December 20th. That's right. Peace. Thank you for listening. Have a good Sunday night. Peace. That's right. Hey, whoa, whoa. Solidarity. Stay united. We're here to put the U back in union. Uh, I just want to throw up right now. Anyway, good, goodbye and peace out, my brothers and sisters.